My name is Padraig Tuma. I'm a poet from Ireland, and I think that poetry offers the world something that's small enough to carry close to your heart and big enough to carry all the ordinary things that can be encompassed in any one day. On Listening to Your Teacher, Take Attendance by Amy Nezukamitatu. Breathe deep, even if it means you wrinkle your nose from the fake lemon antiseptic of the mopped floors and wiped down doorknobs, the freshly soaped necks and armpits. Your teacher means well, even if he butchers your name like he has a bloody sausage casing stuck between his teeth, handprints on his white sloppy apron. And when everyone turns around to check out your face, no need to flush red and warm. Picture all the eyes as if your classroom is one big scallop with its dozens of icy blues and you will remember that winter your family took you to the China Sea and you sank your face in it to gaze at baby clams and sea stars the size of your outstretched hand. And when all those necks start to crane, Try not to forget someone once lathered their bodies, once patted them dry with a fluffy towel after a bath, set out their clothes for the first day of school. Think of their pencil cases from third grade, full of sharp pencils, a pink pearl eraser. Think of their handheld pencil sharpener and its tiny blade. I recognise that every time I've read this poem, I'm thinking back to an experience I had in school. I was in an all-boys school, and I must have been 10, and one of the fellas in the class said, Padraig's got a weird laugh. And then everybody laughed, and I laughed because that's what you do when people are laughing at you. And, you know, the object of that kind of hostility in a classroom moves. One day it's you, the other day it's somebody else, then it comes back to you, it goes to somebody else and the strange government that's established between children and the the offence people sometimes take at a new person or a person who has something that makes them stand out, whether that's a privilege or a lack of privilege, something that's in any way different, whether that's a laugh, whether that's the fact that you're a new person in school. There's always going to be the capacity for the classroom to turn on that one person. And there's uh, the need for inner resources to build something up. And so when I read this poem, I think of being that child. And in the Amy Nizuka Matato poem, you get this sense that she has come to this like a flexed muscle. She knows what to do because she's schooling herself. Okay, this is what you do. They're all turning around. There's that attention to their necks and they're looking with their necks and then their necks craning. And she's thinking, think about their necks. In a certain sense, she's a peer, but then she's imagining them as infants. Somebody patted dry their neck. And so there's these small domestications that she's doing. So she's at once among them, but she's also a little bit older. And then she's also recognizing the violence, the tiny blade. I think that those two final words are extraordinary. A tiny blade. On the one hand, a blade can cut, but she's saying, it's tiny. Don't let this be a big thing. Mm-hmm. 
life is filled with finding oneself in unexpected rooms where you think everybody here knows something that I don't know yet. <laughs> People here are more familiar here than I am. And as a result of that, the wisdom of this poem is saying, hold something beautiful in your mind, hold something that reminds you of who you are. And the generosity of this poem is that the reminder of who she is is about the ocean, is about a family trip, is about something beautiful, is about wonder, stars, baby clams, something extraordinary, something physical, putting your face into the water, that these are all muscles that the poet is urging the child in this poem, as well as the reader of the poem, to learn how to flex in the middle of finding yourself in unexpected circumstances where other people's hostility might unsettle you and might make you forget who you are. I think this is a very generous poem. I think this poem asks the reader to pay attention to the time when they might feel displaced. And the poem says... This is how I held myself together. Where would you go in your imagination? What's the memory you'd hold on to? What are the circumstances where you will feel displaced? And what are the ways that you need to have something to hold on to? And to hold on to that, particularly in times when it might seem like that's fading away, in order to give yourself a grounding to remember something important. On Listening to Your Teacher, Take Attendance by Amy Nezuka-Matatu. Breathe deep, even if it means you wrinkle your nose from the fake lemon antiseptic of the mopped floors and wiped down doorknobs, the freshly soaped necks and armpits. Your teacher means well, even if he butchers your name like he has a bloody sausage casing stuck between his teeth, handprints on his white sloppy apron. And when everyone turns around to check out your face, no need to flush red and warm. Just picture all the eyes as if your classroom is one big scallop with its dozens of icy blues and you will remember that winter your family took you to the China Sea and you sank your face in it to gaze at baby clams and sea stars the size of your outstretched hand. And when all those necks start to crane, Try not to forget someone once lathered their bodies, once patted them dry with a fluffy towel after a bath, set out their clothes for the first day of school. Think of their pencil cases from third grade, full of sharp pencils, a pink pearl eraser. Think of their handheld pencil sharpener and its tiny blade. On Listening to Your Teacher Take Attendance comes from Amy Nizukamatato's book, Oceanic. Thank you to Copper Canyon Press, who published the book, and to Amy for letting us use her poem. Read it on our website at onbeing.org. Poetry Unbound is Tony Liu, Chris Hegel, Kristen Lin, Aaron Kalasako, Siri Grassley, Eddie Gonzalez, and me, Lily Percy. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Shrikashen. And this podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. We also produce other podcasts you might enjoy, like On Being with Krista Tippett, Becoming Wise, and This Movie Changed Me. Find those wherever you like to listen, or visit us at onbeing.org to find out more.
This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.